cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us again, we have... Andrea Gazetta! Yay! Yay! You'll never get rid of me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, welcome to Oregon Standoff Part 4! No. Wait, <laughs> what? No, we've become an oh, Oregon Standoff God. Podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Today, we have uh, something that a lot of people have been asking us to do for a while, and we've actually been in the works and we couldn't do because of possible legal issues yeah so this was actually an episode that marie started Mm -hmm. god six months ago at this point yeah um and got all the way through and talked to a witness within the cult uh at which point we found out that there was a current police investigation in progress which meant that we could not proceed with the episode because then the police would have been like yo how'd you know this shit so yeah so that's why we held off on it but since arrests happened this week. <gasps> Juicy. Yep. We can cover the cult that is Nexium. Spelled N-X-I-V-M. And of course, Dick's out for Marie. She wanted to be here. She wanted to do this one. Yeah. Uh, the doctors have told her to chill out for a bit. Quit being <laughs> such an active pregnant lady. That's what we think it said. We can't read doctor's handwriting. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. She's uh, still cooking that baby, though. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be medium, medium, uh, medium rare. Medium, yeah. No, I don't want to say medium rare because it's a preemie baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well done. Yeah. This is the only time well done is something somebody should ask for. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying anyone who orders a well done steak, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You're not getting the full cut of meat. Like you're Let's not just become a meat podcast. <laughs> I am on another food podcast where we have definitely what? talked about this. Love it. <laughs> snacks? Snacks. It's not out yet. Okay. We're, we're recording back episodes. I'll let you know when it's out, but I it's about snacks. the Food Network. Ooh. I can't wait. I get to nerd out about baking all day long. I will. Is it the Unpops one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> neat, neat, neat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So... Yes, Marie uh, did a lot of research on this, so I got to credit her with that sick-ass research, boy. I also did some research into some things um, that we have more information on now. Right. Uh, so we did this joint-ass effort for this thing. So you can say this is unofficial Mondo and Marie's week. This there is, you go. This is our honeymoon gift to y'all. Teamwork, <laughs> bitch. 
All marriage. (laughs) Our sources for this episode are the Daily Mail, executivesuccessprograms.com, Frank Report, which sounds dumb, but it's actually super useful and I'll get into it later. Hollywood Life, McLean's Magazine, NBC News, Nexium.com, online records of many judo organizations. Oh, this is already going to be great. There are literally eight judo organizations that I looked into, and I just didn't feel like naming all of them. How many of them advocate chopping? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Patent application W O two zero zero two zero two one four eight one A one. People's magazine. Yeah. Speaking of well done. I'm done. <laughs> Starting with the sources. <laughs> People's Magazine, Rockland Country Day School Alumni Directory. Uh, Whoa. Give me one second. Rockland. Deep dive in Rockland. into the yearbook. A Go. rock. Yeah. Lynch. Okay, it was that. It was that. I just wanted to make sure it was country in that county. Um, Can I share? Okay. <laughs> Gonna find who was voted to succeed. <laughs> ScienceTrends.com Tales of Solutions by Insol Kim Berg, The Albany Times Union, The New York Times, The Source Book of Magic by L. Michael Hall, The Study of the Structure of Subjective Experience, and The Sun. Nerds! I didn't know the sun could write. <laughs> it actually, uh, it just found people sunbathing and it just burned it into and the, the information. I just got a colon. <laughs> so, Nexium, Nexium itself um, sounds like a drug. It, it is. is. A drug. It is a drug. Oh, it is. Nexium okay, is the name I was gonna for a say. Drug. Yeah, that's why they spell it all fucked up because uh, it already exists. As Correct me if I'm wrong. It's a um, uh, heartburn drug. It's, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah like um, what I do they call the, acid reflux? I love that the name is a drug, but then it's spelled like a DJ's name. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Nexium is a delayed release heartburn relief tablet. Whoa! <laughs> Who watches too much Law and Order? There you go. There you go. So Nexium was created uh, not by a DJ, but possibly worse, um, (laughs) which is hard to do. (laughs) We've all known DJs. True. Uh, I've dated some horrible people, but never a DJ. Oh boy! May God have mercy on your base. So, Mondo, how are those beats that you're working on? Oh, <laughs> separate. That's a producer, not a DJ. They're separate things. I will say that. Sure, sure, sure. Although sure, there sure. is nothing worse than Wait, having... Wait, I thought DJ Khaled was technically a, a producer. If we're going to go ahead and DJ do this... DJ Khaled! If we're going to go ahead and do this, I'm going to clear the air. DJ Khaled is literally a disc jockey on a radio station that was paid for by his dad. And that's why he's so famous. Because if you wanted to get play in Florida, you got to be on DJ Khaled's thing. So then he just kept building his brand and became DJ Khaled. Oh, okay. Another cult. (laughs) 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 So, (laughs) Nexium was started by... Keith Rainier. Is there anything worse than a guy named Keith? I'm not sure. My uncle was named Keith and he was mentally retarded. (laughs) (laughs) 
I forgot that I'm talking to white people and you're all related to a Keith. Oh, I was just going to say, there's a Keith that we want to have as a guest at some point. Oh, so yeah. maybe we shouldn't be dicks about people named Keith. Oh, yeah, but what's what's that Keith up to right now? Huh? I don't know, probably something with a dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love him. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. He's going to be on my podcast next week. Oh, oh boy. That's going to be a weird as fuck episode. I cannot wait. That's going to be a raspy, laughy episode. Yeah. <laughs> so... So this Keith, um, Keith Rainier, I hate to say it, guys, but he's kind of a fucking legend. Let's, yeah. Let's get into Keith Rainier. So according to, let's kind of get into it. Keith Rainier is a genius who at a young age applied his unique learning abilities to learning itself to find the best strategies and methods for educating himself. This is something, by the way, that I've taken straight off of. Keith Rainier's biography that he wrote himself. Uh, so, flawless yeah. source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Unbiased. <laughs> oh, completely. Love it. Somebody but with genius, this... Like, what's his IQ? Well, he actually has one of the highest IQs out of... Th- he is... Well, he actually has one of the three highest IQs in the world. Is it what? over 9,000? <laughs> <laughs> over 9,000? <laughs> Why are you guys the one making Dragon Ball Z references? <laughs> In what world? In what world? Or fuck me. God damn it. The one place I think I can get away from it. They just high-fived. God damn it. I was too old for Dragon Ball Z when it came out. That one's for you, Devin McIntyre. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, Devin McIntyre. <laughs> Shout out. He actually had one of the three highest IQs in the world. And by the age of one, he could construct Full sentences. Damn. And by the age of two, he could read. That's not that big of a deal. There are geniuses that can actually do that. That's right? true. That the, there are people that there are, are yeah. children that can speak multiple languages by age two. Uh, yeah, but are they Keith Rainier? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking <Point> idiot. Made. <laughs> uh, let's keep going into it because that might not be that impressive. But here's the thing: he used his learning abilities to master judo. Okay. <laughs> How many people did he chop? Apparently, he chopped enough people to win East Coast Judo Championship in 1971. Okay, Daniel-san. <laughs> <laughs> but how many veggies did he chop? <laughs> Probably a lot. He looks like his mom fed him well. Um, he also excelled at volleyball, tennis, ping pong, Diving, softball. All the net sports. Yeah. (laughs) Diving, softball, not baseball apparently, it's just softball, cycling, and skiing. Hmm. At the age of 12, he had taught himself to play piano at a concert level, which is fucking insane to be able to do that, to be classically trained. That's like nearly impossible. Yeah. 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 Almost wow. like a completely impossible. Uh, is he, also... he like single or like? <laughs> What's the deal? Boy, oh boy, will we get into that? <laughs> it's gonna be another episode on branding. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> What's that last sound? Branding. What <laughs> <coughs> oh, is the fuck? I was like, is someone opening a soda? Uh, he taught himself high school level math in only 19 hours and became proficient in third year college math and computer programming 
by the age of 13. All the math? Oh. Mm. Oh, my God. Girl, did you say math? I love a man who's good at math. (laughs) You can add and subtract this figure all night long. You and me, baby. What was the old fucking... uh, I know my calculus. It says you plus me equals us. Is that not what you were going to refer to? No. That's right. You're too young. You don't remember that. The joke when I was in school was, uh, hey, baby, how about it's me plus you minus these clothes and we get to multiply it. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't remember where I heard that. So whatever creepy math teacher told me that, thank you. Well, I'm sorry that you were too young probably some and didn't get to experience the magic that was together that sang the song about calculus. Uh, well, just like was me right now. Was that part of the board? Schoolhouse Rock program? Or? No, it was a fake boy band on MTV. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. <coughs> I was like, we get how, we figure out how a bill gets made. We figure out how to have sex via math. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, just like me, he was bored with math talk. So uh, he dropped out of high school at 16 and was accepted <laughs> into the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Look, he's so smart. I can't even pronounce this fucking what is that, school. Fucking math Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he began at the age of sixteen after only one semester taking PhD level math and graduate level physics. Damn. Yeah. Oh my God, he's only sixteen. He's only. Yeah. Lo- <laughs> and at seventeen. He was tied with the state's record for the 100-yard dash. Whoa, but he's white. Yeah. <laughs> white boy can jump and run. Wow. That but was also, but also math really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly the math. He's um, the hardest mather. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. He thinks he holds the record, but he's not great at math, so... <laughs> oh, you think he's not good at math? Uh, well... He became RPI's first triple major, earning degrees in math, biology, and physics with minors in philosophy, psychology, and expertise in computer programming. Plus divination and potions. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't do too good in the dark arts, though. No one ever does. Uh, In 1989, at the age of 29, he was honored, and it does say that in his biography, honored by the Guinness Book of World Records uh, as having the world's highest IQ. Oh, I thought you were going to say smallest dick. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You think a man like this would have a small penis? Huh? I mean, all that math, maybe he's compensating for... But the yaw of the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) So that is Keith Rainier the legend. Now let's meet Keith Rainier, the man. Uh, <laughs> Keith was born in 1960 in Brooklyn uh, to two middle class parents. His father was an ad executive and his mother was a ballroom dance teacher. I've checked a bunch of judo organizations. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1971, there are no records of any east coast judo tournaments that had keith as a participant and i have gone so far as to look into because this is something that he gets questioned on a lot stolen (laughs) judo stolen judo my heart has been chopped (laughs) 
here's the thing. I've done so much, and they said that he had pictures and a trophy and all of this stuff to prove it, but it was accidentally thrown away by a, <laughs> by a careless housekeeper. Oh, that careless housekeeper. <sighs> she just chopped it right into the trash. God damn it. How dare she? But I've done all of this fucking... They say... He says multiple times that if you ask judo legends in the Brooklyn area, they will remember the time a child entered competition against all of these adults and judo chopped them into submission as he took the East Coast judo tournament. But here's the thing. They don't allow you to face adults as a child, so he would have been fighting other children as a novice, which means that the highest honor he could have possibly one at that time was a ribbon <laughs> yeah that's it he could have won a ribbon although I did find he a should quote. have just joined 4-H like the rest of us <laughs> in Brooklyn we raise <laughs> pigeons for their milk <laughs> <laughs> I did find one quote where he says that he won the East Coast Judo Championship by defeating a man named Michael Jordan <laughs> Uh, any yeah. relation to the Michael Jordan? If he is talking about the Michael Jordan, who also is from Brooklyn, New York, he would have been eight at the time. <laughs> so, again, quite possible, probably would have won a fucking ribbon. So Can good this dude for you. read at all? <laughs> Like it's we'll kind of get into it. It sounds questionable. <laughs> this he is just like hears names. He's like, that's part of my story forever. That, that is part of my story. Yes. <laughs> well, this is kind of like L. Ron Hubbard, where he's got all the fake military medals from other countries, but yeah. they're all on display together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you uh, gotta do a Brooklyn accent for this one, right? Hey, so- forget about it. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Oh, hey. So to go even further with how much of a fucking liar this guy is according to keith's high school and this is public record by the way uh he graduated in 1978 just a couple months shy of when he would have been 18 which is normal yeah that's not he didn't drop out at the age of 16 he just had the same experience as everyone else (laughs) right i was old i was 18 when i graduated um there There is no record of Keith tying for the state record of the 100-yard dash. You don't say. But here's the thing. It's one of the lies that he made later, which I think he started to learn from some of his bullshit. So he said he tied the record, which means that they technically wouldn't have to announce it. But they also, it could have just been he did it without them being there without it being official race yeah Yeah. also by the way i didn't just check the judo stuff i checked papers in and around the town that it would have been in and his hometown paper because a child winning this judo competition would have been fucking news like he says himself yeah. yeah people would remember this child beating all of these adults there's no mention of it anywhere no one no one has been able to provide any kind of proof and they take this and flip it the other way and go well it's been 20 years no one can uh, dispute it so uh must be fact Ugh. that's these people um ramir ramir keith may have attended rpi but i can't find any support in his claim as being the first triple major to come out of the place because RPI doesn't list him as a, even a notable alumni at all 
in any case. Like, they don't... I feel like they would have put that there yeah, on their yeah. website. And this is even before the controversy that comes later. In, 18, in 1989, Keith was not named by the Guinness Book of World Records as having the highest IQ. In fact, Marilyn Voss Savant held the title and had since 1986. In fact, Keith's IQ, the one that he talks over and over about, about being one of the three highest in the world, seems to have come from a take-home IQ test that he had unmonitored. What Hi. What number is it? They don't... He won't say. Oh, At least I haven't loser. found, a, like, a convincing thing. Also, I checked because I thought, okay, okay, maybe he didn't get an 18... 1989... Okay, what about the next year? Fucking somebody else from South Korea. Like, they, <laughs> he never has been mentioned as at all in any of... These are, by the way, these are not claims that I saw that he made somewhere else. These are on Nexium's website right fucking now. Yeah. These are lies that can be disproven with easy Google searches that they just have up. They're not yeah. even fucking trying. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, like, here's the crazy thing. So... I, my IQ is 156. And wow. I, it's not, it's not special. I had still worked in retail for a long time. Uh, but I did try to test into Mensa at one point and it is fucking hard to do. And they actually print the names of people who make it. So like if he had a crazy high IQ, people would fucking know about it. Oh yeah. And the other thing is that they say, he says that he's accredited as having one of the three highest IQs. I check that too. No, he fucking doesn't. Not even no. the people alive. Yeah. Well, and think about it this way: like Stephen Hawking wasn't even top three. I don't think. No, he was number eight at the time of like yeah. of like world history. Even yeah, like, he was like eight or nine, I think. Yeah. Um, and also it's kind of a fucking bullshit thing anyway. It yeah, is it's a just a test. Thing. Yeah. Well, and it can change as you grow older. There are things that you can do to increase your IQ. Like it's it is not. A hard and fast test. If you're um, dyslexic, you won't be. It'll have a difficult time taking exactly. the test, but can have like genius. Like I dated someone that was dyslexic, so he could like reading was a problem. But yeah. then he could be like, "Oh no, I'll just build this three dimensional contraption yeah. that I like can't, couldn't even understand." Yeah, so it's my like, ADD exactly. made it very hard to take the test because it's it's multiple different types of like it's just critical one, thinking stuff. It's it's yeah. all critical thinking, but it's things where it's like. If you, if you're not specifically detail oriented in a specific way, it's very hard to do it's well. It's measuring one type of, in, or like it's a one very kind of vein of it's intelligence. one kind of vein of intelligence. And there's a bunch of different kinds of tests you can take. So like, I've taken shape kinds where like you it's spatial reasoning, it's spatial reasoning um, which I am only okay at. But then I'll take comprehension ones and yeah. get like amazing scores, and it's just different types of intelligence. Exactly, it's a meaningless statistic. Well, it's it also is. what you practice because, yeah. like, what I used to do those. I was in a nerd thing, anyways. The spatial reasoning stuff because I do art all the time. Yeah. it's higher, but it's just because yeah. I do that all the time. Right. So right. it's just what you practice mm -hmm. and what you're comfortable with. It yeah. doesn't really. Yeah, that's true. It's dumb. TLDR, it's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't it matter. matter. Now, Keith first gained notoriety when he started the uh, multi-level marketing scheme, Consumers oh. Byline. Now, 
Some people might be sort of unfamiliar with multi-level marketing schemes as a whole or pyramid schemes as they're known. And a lot of people think, well, you got to be fucking stupid to fall for one of those. Here's the thing. No, no you don't. don't. Even I, a person who's on a podcast about cults, accidentally joined a multi-level <gasps> marketing scheme. You were scheme. like really good at it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played it. So here's the thing. Here's the story. <laughs> And it'll give a little bit of insight into how multi-level marketing works. In February of 2017, when I was here in Los Angeles, I needed a part-time job. And I joined a branch of what was called a marketing company for the job of marketing specialist because I have prior work in marketing. Mostly social media marketing, but also just general promotions and marketing. The job was actually a position at a kiosk inside of a Costco selling DirecTV. So yeah. that's what it was. You know, whenever you walk into a Costco and there's somebody going, have you heard what Costco's doing for its members? And then they try and sell you DirecTV. Or for you poor people that don't go to a Costco, maybe a Walmart. Oh, no, I go to Costco. Okay, good. I just have cable like a normal person. Yeah, exactly. Or just don't get cable. Um, so <laughs> the job was minimum wage and they promised a commission after you sold a certain amount of packages. Like once you sold... Over your quota, you would get up to $150 per package that you sold, which is fucking pennies in comparison to people are paying $100 a month at the least amount for two years, you know, so it's fucking piss in the wind. Uh, that's where I met G, which is what I'm going to call him, who was the manager of the branch that I worked at, who was the charismatic salesman who had a special sales pitch to teach us to help us sell DirecTV. Because I don't know if you know this, DirecTV is really hard to fucking sell in 2017 because you can literally just stream everything. You can steal stuff. You can sign up for Netflix and Hulu for like... 10% of what you would pay for cable, you yeah. know? It's mm -hmm. stupid to get cable in 2017, Paige. Um, I've never no. owned cable. Dude, I love my HBO. I love being able to watch Law & Order at all times of the day. HBO Go and streaming services. I'm just going to put it like that. That's true. You can get it, but you have to have an HBO actual login to do it. No, you just get HBO Go now. Yeah, but you still have to pay. It's the same amount I'm paying for cable for HBO Go. Or you could just steal stuff online. It doesn't matter. That's I'm not, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm 30. I'm not going to steal cable. What's wrong with you? I don't steal cable either. I have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and HBO. I have those as well. Yes. But I also need the History Channel at all times. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Because yeah. the History Channel's Sometimes crazy. Paige gets left alone with the History Channel for too long. Is that the one that has the uh, sweet documentaries on mermaids? Yes. <laughs> But it also has Curse of Oak Island and Civil War Gold, Curse of Civil War Gold. Yeah. In short, you bet your sweet tail fin it does. <laughs> hey. uh, so once you had mastered the pitch of selling DirecTV, once you got your sales up, once you were you know proficient in the pitch, what you would actually be doing is uh, taking a path to management, which means that you're teaching... What you're actually doing is now teaching the sales pitch to the new employees. And this is something I noticed really early on, is that there's a lot of employees. A lot of people come in and then, quote unquote, aren't fit to do it. So then they leave or they quit or they get fired. Anything along those lines. Um, then does the manager take over whatever the accruement of whatever sales those people that quit had? No. Okay. So this is the way that it progressed um once i started teaching the other employees uh that's when i started going to management seminars and workshops 
where successful managers would get on stage and tell us about how much money they have gotten. And, and just last year, one guy made $50,000, which was, I guess, supposed to impress me. <laughs> you know, just like got a good job. $50,000. Yeah, in one year. That's what he had made in yeah, one year. Yeah, okay. That's, you know you could manage a retail store and make more than that? <laughs> exactly. Right, okay. Yeah, cool. these people, the thing is, is, is even the CEO got up. And the CEO is a guy who is wearing the fanciest suit that they could sell at a discount suit store in a pack of three you know zoot suit no (laughs) that's not (laughs) i would believe anything someone in a zoot suit told me hey baby girl it's time to go downtown and watch the jazz (laughs) (laughs) and then they just i didn't know you liked women's basketball and then they from Paige Weldon's joke. Uh, <laughs> what a deep cut. <laughs> WNBA, where you at? All right. So this fucking haircut in a cheap suit gets up in front of all of us and he says something that I'll never forget. He goes, you can have financial stability knowing how much money you're going to get every month, knowing how you have to spend that money, knowing that you'll always be like doing that money to keep up with appearances for the car that you had to get for the house that you have to get or doing that money that sounds like you married a rich woman (laughs) (laughs) or pleasuring that money (laughs) gross or you can have financial freedom meaning that you're in charge of how much money you make every month that's not what That's that not means. That's not the same. No, no, they're not. But the thing is, is you're watching a guy with a nicer suit than you're wearing, who drives a nice car, who runs a company where all of these people make money, and you have just saw that that guy made $50,000, <laughs> which much is still money. not impressive. But to kids, th- these are what they are. They're all How kids. How old were you? I was 21. Okay. okay. These are all people who are in their 20s. $50,000 at 21 seems like... It seems like a lot. A it seems lot. amazing. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a That's fortune. That's like what my mom makes. So yeah. it's like when if, when I was 20, I was like, fuck, dog. That's yeah. That's a goal. Exactly. So that's that's when, uh, that's when I realized that the path to management follows thusly. Burpee boy. <laughs> Fo- the path to management follows thusly. I would take some of the employees that we were recruiting and I would teach them the pitch and then I would be set up with a small amount of money to set up my own office where I would keep hiring people and pay the costs and stuff like that because one single salesman can't support an entire branch but a a group of well-trained salesmen can. So I'm teaching them and every sale they make, well, I get some of that money because I'm the one that taught them the pitch. But then I kick up some of my money to G, my manager, my old manager, because he taught me the pitch. And then he kicks up some of his money to his former manager and so on. Like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) With the smallest on the bottom. Exactly. That's when I realized that the product wasn't DirecTV. The product was the pitch. The product that the company is selling is the opportunity for young people to become their own boss. Yeah. So, yes. We are selling DirecTV, but what the company is really selling is the opportunity to open up your own branch and be your own manager. I never want to buy DirecTV. No. After hearing this, I'm just like, 
That's so scary. That's the thing is you can be a salesman and work for a reputable company. You can be a salesman and work like cell phone salesman, which I work next to for like a year or not. I didn't work for like two months. I don't know what I'm saying. For like two months, I, I work next to cell phone salesmen. People just walk up to you. People need sales or people need cell phones. They'll buy cell phones. You don't even have to convince them to buy that shit. You just go, hey, we got a new one. And they go, fucking yeah. Give me all. Take take this money. <laughs> give, me, give me that fucking contract. Shove it right into my fucking liability hole. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus, Mondo. Right in the liability yeah. hole. People are horny for cell phones. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. I think it's the vibrate function. Anyway. Oh. Um, but like you have to really try to sell direct TV. And that's what I've always wondered is here's the thing. You sell a subscription service in one market area. Eventually you run out of market. And so then the product has to switch. So the company started off selling coupon books. Then they moved up to Samsung products, direct TV, and eventually uh, like AT&T internet. Oh, that's the so. progression the product doesn't matter the salesman is how they get their money they'll tell you that the product matters and th- but the whole thing is they're selling you your dream that's where they get you does that make sense yes it does capitalism mm-hmm. it's literally capitalism there is no way to get rich quick without fucking somebody over I mean, yeah. These that's... branches closed down. The old branch I worked for, when I had to get my taxes, I had to go through the main parent company because that branch shut down. I think people forget when we think about, because we kind of like idealize wealth and the wealthy, and we forget that there's a finite amount of resources in the world, and that if the wealthy are hoarding wealth as a resource, that that means that they're taking it from someone. So oh, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah. So like, I think I think we all like are like we. I want to get rich, and it's like in order for you to get rich, you literally have to screw poor people out of money, but little bits at a time. Oh yeah, exactly. These people, of course, they're making money, but the way you make money in this company is you realize what it is, and you 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 don't fucking. My old manager refused to see it as a pyramid scheme, and what happened? His branch shut down. Yeah. You have to see it for what it is to He's, actually make money off of it. For someone named G, he was not much of a G. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't. But I'm not saying his full name because I do feel like he's somebody that would find me on LinkedIn and then murder me. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he was a G. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so then what is Consumers Byline? Well, in 1990, Keith forms the company Consumers Byline offering memberships at $219 a year. This membership grants you access to discount buying groups for products and services like travel, vacation, food, um, oh, those, general those stuff. Like, uh, those like condo schemes when they're like, oh, a timeshare. Yeah. No, like that's price? different. That's yeah. different. Okay. That's So this is more of like you pay in and then since this entire group is buying in bulk, sort of like the same idea as of a Costco. Or Groupon. Yeah. Since okay. so many people are buying at large at once, then you get a group discount. So the $219 is your membership fee, and then you become part of the group that gets these discounts. But you know? that's shitty because then you're also investing in this job in a way that you don't have to for a normal job. So then it's like harder to leave. And it's like not a job. Necessarily. It's not a job necessarily. Yeah. At this point, it's just you're buying a membership to get discounts on something. Just like you buy a membership to Costco. Just like you buy a membership. every penny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that same basic principle of just like because you're buying in bulk, you get a cheaper rate. Mm. But here's the thing. 
They also granted members the ability to sell memberships to new people to recruit Uh. them. So this would help you in two ways. One, more people, cheaper prices. Two, you sell a membership and you get a small monthly commission and bonuses. And after, and this is a claim that they made, after selling two memberships, you make upwards of $4,000 a month. Gee, wait, two memberships? Two memberships. How does that work? Mathematically, how does that work? Hey, man, this guy's really good at math. Yeah, no, he's fucking not. <laughs> Mathematically, how does that work? See, this is, here's the thing. I am not good at math, but I know that roughly $438 doesn't somehow equal $4,000 a month. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, the discount services were discontinued without notifying anybody, <gasps> but they still charged people for it. Ooh. So a lot of people's favorite things, like the grocery stuff, they were just discontinued, but you're still paying full price for it. They also failed to pay commission. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's almost like they uh, weren't able to. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, that's when Consumers Byline was forced to close after 25 separate investigations by state attorneys and other people led to legal bills of up to $500,000 a month. Damn! Yeah. Oh, shit. In the fall of 1996, Keith settled with New York State, uh, oh, that was poorly written, in the fall of 1996, Keith finally settled with the New York State for $40,000 while admitting no wrongdoing. Oh, so he pled no contest. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. Technically speaking, not guilty for his crime. Now we meet another wonderful person uh, by the name of Nancy Salzman, which kind of sounds like salesman, which is just a fun little thing <laughs> to keep in mind. Yeah, it's almost like she Nancy. was born. <laughs> Nancy claims over 30 years of study and practice in healthcare and human potential from studying and practice with neuro-linguistic programming and the Ericksonian Brief Solution-Based Therapy. Now, this is some stuff that I did some research into, and here's two things. Neuro-linguistic programming is not credited by science at all. They do not see it as a credible science, and a lot of scientists see it as a pseudo-religion. Essentially, it's the belief that we experience the world subjectively. Uh, We remember reality by using our five senses and language. So when you think of something, the memory of it, you're remembering the sight, sound, smell, taste, all of that jazz. You know, the feel. um, You know, that fifth one, that pesky fifth one that I forgot to mention. Taste? Touch? Yeah, I said it. I said all five. I just said one of them late. Okay. Um, (laughs) And these senses can be manipulated to change our realization of reality. Uh, well, this is pretty common un- among like large group awareness trainings where it's like the reconstruction of reality increases your odds of success later on in life. Exactly. Which is such a Wait, strange what? belief system. Um, so any kind of like, how do I say this without saying the cult that cannot be named? We're going to get more into this later, so it might just be worth, like, saving for a second. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah, let you Because it. it is, it is going to, it'll come up again and then we can have a higher discussion of it. But this Sounds is, like, good. the actual, quote-unquote, science behind it. Go ahead. Okay. So this is, this is just something to keep in mind. If you bend your reality, it can change, quote-unquote. Uh, brief solution-based therapy is something that, as far as I can find, 
is actually something that is credited and used by some therapists. And this is, uh, to paraphrase kind of a bit, using a miracle question to see how clients would change their world if their problem was solved. So, um, Andrea, hmm. what's a problem that you have right now in your life? Mm. I'm trying to think of a good one. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't, I, f- I feel like I have a pretty good life. I think it's fine. <laughs> See, there you go. Question solved. Wait, no. Okay. Ask me again. Ask me again. Wait, wait, wait. So Andrea, like what's, what's the problem that you have in your life right now? Um, I, I, f- I feel directionless. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a rather strange question. Okay. The strange question is this. After we talk. You go back to your work, your home, your life. You'll do whatever you need to do for the rest of today. Cook dinner, put your kids to bed, whatever you got to do. Love that you think I'm responsible enough to have children. (laughs) And that you're putting them to bed on time. And then I'm putting them to bed. In the middle of the night, a miracle happens. And the problem, you know, the directionlessness, the the directionlessness. Like that sentence. Uh... The, the directionlessness you came to talk to me about today, well, it's solved. But because this happens while you're sleeping, see, you have no way of knowing that there was an overnight miracle that solved this problem. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, what is one of the small changes that you would notice that you would say to yourself, wow, something happened and this problem is gone? I might have a map. <laughs> oh, you meant literally directionless. I do not know how to get home. My phone is dead. Please I help. Had, I had to tuck in the kids. Where am I sleeping? I don't I woke up under this bridge. I don't know where I am. Why is this troll here? He asking me three questions, but I don't know the answers. But that is the miracle question. The miracle question is meant to be asked so that way you go. This is a problem I have. Say depression. I'm depressed. Okay. Uh, the miracle I'm problem. So sorry to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. And it's solved. Uh, the miracle problem or the miracle question asks me, okay, you're depressed. So you go home, your depression is solved. But you wake up, you don't know that a miracle happened, that an angel came down and like came on your face or whatever causes depression. Good Lord, what do you think miracles are? I don't know. I didn't read the Bible like you. So yeah, I just got a <laughs> facial, I got a, just a facial full of miracles. angel cum. Yeah. Um, and it solved my depression. But how will I know that it happened? Mm. Well, that prompts you to think, well, how would I feel if I wasn't depressed? I guess... I would feel happy to be awake. Right. And I would get out of bed and I would be excited to take on the day. Well, then there you go. When you wake up, be excited that you're awake and be excited to take on the day. And you make those changes in your life so that way your problem is solved. Right. By you. By you. Exactly. It's called reframing. Exactly. This is a more legit scientific practice because it's really just, you know... Um, more or less dress for the job you want. You yeah. want to be not depressed, so just act like you're not depressed. Fake it till you make it. Power and suggestion. To some extent, like, that can be helpful. But if yeah. you're not 
fixing the deeper psychological problems that are causing that root exactly. eventually will come back. Exactly. So that's, like, that's why it's it's something that will start to help, but it's not something you want to lean on all the way. Yeah. So It's like a cheap therapist, kind of. Yeah, but therapists do use it. That's all I want to say. Yeah, is that yeah there they, are, I mean, they do. That's why it's like... Yeah. But while also while treating the deeper issues. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's, it's one part of a multi-level therapy, essentially. Yeah, it is yeah. the mashed potatoes to your steak dinner of getting better. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Which for me is just a steak dinner. God, I'm so hungry. Anyway... <laughs> In 1998, Keith and Nancy founded Nexium, uh, offering executive success programs that provided personal and professional development programs. There's a lot of the word program in here, so just get ready for that. Program for he... the programming of programs. Exactly. Sells have a degree in software engineers. So. <laughs> so he's got to write those programming, Doug. Yep. Uh, Nexium reports over 12,000 people attending their classes between 1998 and 2010, with clients allegedly including Richard Branson, Linda Evans, Allison Mack. Well, we know Allison Mack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but we'll get into yeah. it. Sheila Johnson, uh, co founder of BET, Antonia Novelli. Novello? Novello? Novella? Novello? Former Surgeon General? And oh. Stephen Cooper of Enron and the daughter of former Mexican President Vicente Fox. Vicente Fox. Vicente Fox. Also, I love That's that they're like, name. yeah, Enron. You know that real successful company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enron? <laughs> you know that one that definitely wasn't a bad idea, yeah. Enron? Yeah. Uh,. So the training that Nexium provides through its ESP programs is a trade secret and subject to non-disclosure agreements, but focused mainly around Keith's technique known as rational inquiry. And although, <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it. Asking questions. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. In a rational manner. In a rational manner. Don't forget the rational part. Exactly. Because if this, if it's not rational, then it's irrational inquiry. And that's just crazy talk. Uh, although ESP claims that rational inquiry is patent pending, it is not. It is, in <laughs> fact, patent rejected. <laughs> and here's you, you the, can't patent a thought process? Here's the thing. You can, actually. You can, but what? you yeah. can process the thought process. Uh, it was patent rejected, meaning that that patent is public domain. So that thing <laughs> that he makes all those people sign waivers saying that they can't talk about? Public. It's on the internet. And yeah. I found it. So I know what rational inquiry is according to... Because here's the thing. You have to tell him the deepest explanation what it is. So I have in his own words what rational inquiry is supported by... Uh, Frank Report, which is the previous, um, I believe, publicist for Nexium that oh. flipped because he saw the crazy shit going on and helped people get their story out. Nice. So, rational inquiry includes questions and observations on free will, human sensation, cognition, and perception, and belief, which lead to the discovery of the extent of human potential. Uh, this leads to something called integration, and here's Here's something to keep in mind real a lot. A lot of what this method does is redefining concepts and words to fit a new purpose. Yes. So I might say a word like integration, which you might 
foolishly think has a definition. But you can redefine words to fit a new reality. See what I'm saying? Yep. Sounds like every man that's ever cheated. <laughs> well, Here's the thing. You call down. it cheating. I call it freelance loving. <laughs> or exploring your options. Oh, God. God. Now I got to explore my sadness. But this is kind of what I was talking about yeah. with large, large scale awareness training and also the human potential movement, which we covered and then had to pull off. Do you want me to still wait a little bit? Or? No, you're fine. Okay. We, we had to pull that episode down. Um, but essentially, uh, there are many, many, many organizations like this. And essentially what they do is the secret. It's like a, a big version of the secret, which yeah. is where you can look at your life and be upset about the things that are wrong. Or you can look at it and see what it could be and what you can do to change it. Anyone would tell you that that is a more beneficial way of looking at things. The downside is not everything works that way. I think the example we used on that uh, episode was like if you kill somebody. Oh, yeah. There are some truths that are absolutely wrong. Exactly. Well, there there are some or truths like, that are just absolute. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like killing is bad wrong. Delusion. <laughs> exactly. But we'll get into a little bit more of this right now. This is almost more than that. This is the yeah. bone structure for brainwashing. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Integration is becoming into reality. Okay, wait. Integration, which is what he calls it. Integration into reality occurs when an individual becomes consistent. The patient becomes more consistent when they're... Oh, fuck me. This is so confusing. The patent claims the more integrated an individual is, the more consistent their beliefs or behavior patterns will be. Uh, for example, if an individual has a bad emotional response to a stimulus, it is often a result of the meaning the student applies to the stimulus. Rational inquiry modifies the meaning of the stimulus in itself before an emotional response occurs. It sounds like he's trying to make the Borg happen. Well, essentially what it is is applying language in a different way. And when you reframe even just the very words that you use, it has a sense of unifying all the people that know the special words. But also it it makes it easier to reframe other things about your life when you start reframing even just the way you talk. Um, all Almost all cults do this. Yeah. yeah it's cult speak. And this, this is something, this method that they use includes practices and inquiries that change an individual's recognition and beliefs to create a consistent personal definition of concepts and words. This is teaching them to rethink and redefine to fit a consistency that is defined by Keith yes. himself. So you are fitting your entire world, reshaping it to fit the consistency that is the leader's. Uh, rules and rituals are used to teach the students communication. Communication not having the correct definition, of course, and is instead uh, teaching honesty and disclosure to building integrity. Part of this is to get students to take the full blame for their mistakes at all time, meaning that you have to take responsibility for anything that is your fault. Or anything that has happened to you. Exactly. Ooh, that... Okay. So now we're moving That's into... That's when I get mad about it. Yeah. And all oh, of them Oh, you're going to keep getting mad about it. Yeah. Do this they, is, are they like victim Of course blaming? they do. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is... I will fight a bitch. There is going to be a part in this where 
victim blaming literally comes up and the emotional response you're going to elicit is going to be so bad. So what I want you to do is to redefine anger. <laughs> I'm going to jump Think across about this if, table. If there was a miracle tonight that made victim blaming not a thing, how would you feel tomorrow? <laughs> But and no, that's, why is it your fault? This was something that we encountered in the episode that we had to pull down where it was oh, yeah. essentially, you know, we found so many horror stories of people basically saying I was told that my ab- the abuse that I suffered was my own fault. And oh, this yeah. is going to happen again here, I suspect. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's almost like I mean, uh, that's a Catholic priesty. <laughs> It can be kids thing like, you know, like that whole idea that like religion or like this idea that like sin or like whatever that it's your Anytime fault. Like you try to reassess the blame in a situation from the person actually committing the acts that are the problem is problematic. And it doesn't matter who does it. It doesn't matter if it's Catholic, Christian, these people, the people we can't fucking talk about. Cultimort, if you want to. Cultimort. Like anybody can do this it's even as simple as like whenever like think about whenever a celebrity gets caught having an affair and they're like no 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 uh it wasn't me you made me do this because she was terrible like right it's the deflection yeah it's it's a lot of any time that people try to kind of deflect to make themselves look better well it's also to justify in their like i feel like when people do shit like that like it's not only to like get out of trouble it's also just like that's what they have to do to continue to do the thing they want to justify their authority yeah Yeah. for sure of course and just to be clear we're talking about esp not any other uh es's like a esn or or an esm or or an esu or an ens like or any any letters in between yeah exactly uh, we'll probably cut that part out, but... No, fuck them. Sorry. I'm still mad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Rational inquiry also teaches students new views on ethics, justice, crime, and punishment. And to recognize and avoid, quote-unquote, shifters who destroy value... But also as- turn into werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, the value oh. they're destroying? All them clothes. <laughs> Uh, as well as, and this is terrifying, as well as, and this is, again, in his own words, paying tribute to others who have contributed to you. So this is the victim blaming part, where yeah. it's basically stop giving other people the power of making you a victim. But in that, it makes you take responsibility for the things that other people have done to you. It's real fucked up. Oh, straight up, it gets worse. So one of the things, too, during these seminars, students are to refer as to Keith as vanguard or the vanguard nerd and nancy as the prefect now vanguard is a position at the forefront of new developments or ideas and prefect is a senior student author off a senior student authorized to enforce discipline um very hogwartsy yeah these people are fucking nerds people are fucking stupid nerds Also, he, like, at every point, he's doing something, and he's getting on the news, 
and they show him and he's just dressed like whatever tech genius is around at the time. It's actually pretty hilarious. So he like went through a turtleneck phase and now he's in like a Henley phase a la Elon Musk. Yes, actually. Oh shit. Yeah, he's even got the long hair parted in the no. middle. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did grew he a beard. shave his head when Steve Jobs was bald? No, but he did grow a beard and then shave it off during the ball, the uh, Jobs era. Okay. This so is now, what smart people do. Exactly. Now we're getting into something that I want to warn both of you and anyone listening. It's going to start to get difficult to hear from this point on. So this is the start of DOS. Within Nexium, there's a sorority known as DOS, which stands for Dominus Obsing- Ob- Obsic. Obsequinous. Obsequinous. Which stands for Dominus Obsequinous Sororium, which is Latin for Master Over the Slave Woman. What? Which, I mean, sounds like a great movie in the 70s. <laughs> Terrible thing to join. Or a real sexy movie during the 90s. Ooh, there you go. Women in cages. Like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> is wait, What's the thing with the ladies with the red habits and the... Handmaid's Tale. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Or a really good uh, series during the now era. Well, I mean, that's based on a book that yeah. is highly recommend if you haven't read it. The Handmaid's Tale. Please Very read good. it. Madeline Albright. I've only Stone read Stone Cold book. G. Mm-hmm. Uh, refer to my earlier joke where I said books are for nerds. That was last week. Never mind. <laughs> uh, the group was made up of women. <laughs> of women. The group was made up of women recruited by other members of DOS. Okay. So here's the thing. New members are forced to hand over blackmail-worthy material, such <gasps> as pornographic images or financial information. Jonestown did this, too. Really? Yeah, yeah this is... a Like, Scientology has done it in during auditing? Oh, this is straight up. This is like Scientology uh, fucking... Like, they took the entire structure of Scientology and just tried to mimic it. Yeah, well, and and that's essentially the theory behind why some people have left Scientology and others haven't, is that potentially there are things that came out in auditing that have been problematic. So they can't leave because... They're being blackmailed, potentially. Again, there's no proof for that, but that is a theory. It's also something that helps keep you silent because there's a lot of non-disclosure going on here with stuff before and the stuff you'll hear now. Yeah, I mean, in Jonestown, um, Jim Jones made people actual, like, sign actual letters that were like, I did this horrible thing. I am signing this letter. If anyone knows something that happened to me, it was my choice. Like, yeah, they signed yeah. Affid- legal affidavits. Which basically. would never have held up in court, but they signed them nonetheless. Yeah, and so well, it's it's less the- about the reaction and more about the thought that you have that's like, well, I can't leave. They have right, this. Right, exactly. You know? yeah. So, like, even if they couldn't actually blackmail you and it wouldn't hold up, like, it would get out and people would think that about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nobody wants everyone to know their business. Exactly. So, new members, once they became members of DOS, were referred to as slaves. Uh, all uh, new members, regardless of gender? All all members were women. Oh. This is an all-women Why would you group. ever agree to that? We'll get into it, but he's very charismatic and then is also he good looking because every no, time you say no, cute no, 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 no. i just think of like my uncle is kind of just like he's five foot and egg shaped here's and the thing for so you I just, like that's all i see is for like you, for you and anyone listening just imagine the nearest keith 
That's it. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> but, but, well, I always, he looks like, um, he looks like the actor that played, like, from Short Circuit. What's that guy's oh, name? Oh, my God. But we just got to stay on. Yeah. Track. Okay, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so once, once a slave joined, they were encouraged to stop dating. And to only consume 500 to 800 calories a day. <gasps> that is starvation. That is starvation. That is not healthy for any person Why? at any like level. Because, and I, this is a quote, uh, Rainier, or Keith, as I like to call him, prefers skinny women and tells his followers that fat interferes with his energy levels. Gross. Exactly. Uh, they also have to be on call at all times to their masters. Uh, a slave is supposed to text their masters with morning M and night M. And if they don't respond with ready M when the master sends them a question mark, they are punished. Reports have surfaced that if a slave doesn't respond to their masters fast enough, they're beaten with paddles or forced to fast, which is already starving somebody who's starving Starving. and this is where rational inquiry comes into this one slave said if i suffer cry or have any adverse reaction to being hit i get hit more it's it's literally they're putting the brainwashing into the already brain like this is so horrible the alleged goal of the group was to overcome weakness like being overly emotional the inability to keep secrets, and the tendency to embrace the victim role, all of which are weaknesses that Keith noticed in women. Fuck this douchebag. Don't fuck this douchebag. Yeah, no, no, I agree with him. Andrea's right. Uh, Don't fuck this douchebag. Punch this douchebag. Don't fuck the racists, and don't fuck this douchebag. I've seen pictures. His hair tells me he does not know judo, and you could definitely take him. He is Pusana non grata. There's a sex embargo against him. Do not sleep with this person. I, I like how this podcast is slowly becoming who you can and can't fuck. I'll make a list. We've already got one spreadsheet. I can make another one. She's making a list. <laughs> Checking it. Checking off a- all the fucking cult leaders. <laughs> so his plan to get women over this was through obedience and submission, as well as fucking them. Which MK Ultra? Yeah. Like there, there have been studies that have proven that prolonged traumatic sexual abuse can fracture people's personalities. How? Uh, what, what do you mean fracture? Um, it's very easy for people to just kind of shut down. Oh yeah. And disassociate. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but it, so it's scary. it also is a way of making people very submissive. It's horrifying. It's real terrible. It's like a main line to crack in your brain. Yeah. That's so upset. I'm so upset right now. I keep trying to warn you without trying to be all weird about it. It's getting worse. Yeah. There's more worse stuff. So the group is headed by Lauren Salzman, Nancy Salzman's daughter. Ooh. Yeah. Who described the DOS as something really amazing, a force for good, that it had potential to grow into a strong network of women that could influence major events such as elections. Oh, so you already see the groundwork that they're trying to lay for the future. Oops. You're fine. Um, also, Lauren Salzman is like 
completely brainwashed and in love with Keith Rainier to the to the point where Keith has promised her that she is the one who gets the opportunity to bear his golden child and she never was allowed to because she got too old for Keith so he said that she had too many inconsistencies and that she wouldn't be allowed to bear his child how old is she she's like 40 something now i think damn okay it's just like you you see this woman who has given her life to this who has whose mother is the like the second in command to this company and and she is just like completely devoted to keith and he just goes without warning basically one day just like nah you're not good enough so this lady is, is in charge of all of these people um Slaves, and this is where we get into something that we talked about earlier. We can see the point of it. Slaves were made to recruit new slaves into groups of six called slave pods, and this is how slaves became masters while still reporting to so Keith. So it's a pyramid scheme for slavery. It is the worst multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> ever. Jesus, what? I mean, like, what are you even selling? Like. You're not selling anything. This is what I meant earlier. The product is not the product. What you're selling people is a dream or a belief that you're part of something bigger than yourself. A sisterhood within Nexium. The product sold by MLMs are not important because the, the consumers are not who they're aiming their guns at. They're aiming their guns at their own employees, their own members. That's what's going on here. Uh, this is how slaves became masters while still reporting to Keith. More slaves submitted compromising details and images of themselves to be logged into the group's Dropbox. Which, by the way, um, Dropbox professional for all of your gigabyte needs. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they are. That's what we use. (laughs) Dropbox. We don't judge. No Gigs of tortured women. By the way, pause real quick. Marie in her notes said, and I quote, uh, in all caps, after she put that, she said, they must be using Dropbox Professional, which we should look into. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, I have Dropbox Professional, yeah. but I think I might be the only one because we oh, don't yeah. have a joint account right now. No, no, no. I'm logged into yours and that's how I upload stuff. Yeah. I mean, don't companies like Dropbox have... Sorry, don't companies like Dropbox have a moral and ethical responsibility to ensure that their these software women, isn't being used for... These women willingly give it up. Yeah, this was voluntary. Oh, this is all fuck. voluntary. Everything that we get into is a legal gray area because it is v- completely voluntary and of their own will and volition. Ah, uh, will in quote marks, though. Yeah, well, I mean, free will is... <sighs> changed inside of the brainwashing that is rational inquiry that's why yeah. I, I i really wanted to lead with that stuff because it is brainwashing it yeah. is changing you as a person so all of these people of course yes all of these people legally they are submitting themselves to the will of their leader but they they're brainwashed they're fucking not the person they were when they joined which is fucking disgusting and now we're getting into Possibly the worst part of this cult, which is the branding of slaves. 
Physically? Yes. To truly become a member of the DOS, you had to be branded with the initials of Keith Rainier and your master. Sarah Edmondson, leader of the Vancouver branch of Nexium, was recruited into DOS. Canadians too? Canadians, Mexicans, and Americans. And they're looking to spread to Ireland, last I checked. How many members do they have? There's currently 54 slaves. Currently. Not including the ones who have escaped. Fuck. Sarah Edmondson, leader of the Vancouver branch, was recruited into DOS by Lauren Salzman. Lauren being, again, the queen bee of this whole uh, operation. The Beyonce of horror. (laughs) Yeah, the Beyonce of being a shitty woman. Uh, On the day of her branding... Lauren held Sarah down and made her repeat the phrase, quote, Master, please brand me. It would be an honor. The process was filmed and was a two-inch cauterizing tool making 50 to 100 strokes over the skin of the pubic area for a half an hour. (gasps) Yeah. That's so much more intense than it needs to be. Yeah. There's also other intense things that happen. Two women say they were hooked up to a brainwave monitor while they were forced to watch videos of women being murdered and <gasps> raped. Uh, women filed complaints with the... S- oh, wait. That's a different thing. Uh, as well as different women being shown violent images and basically reprogrammed into submitting to these images. Now, a number of complaints were filed with the State Department of Health. Uh, Dr. Brandon Porter, who is the one that connected the brainwave monitoring to the women, um, showing them these images, that was reported formally. Uh, Danielle Roberts, uh, Dr. Danielle Roberts, branded the women on their lower abdominals, which is, you know, the... the, Abdomen. Yeah, the uh, pubic area above the genitals. The few that I've seen are usually to one side or the other. Yeah. Kind of like, you remember when in back in the early 2000s, girls would get hip tattoos? It's right there. Ooh, is it on the bone? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's extra painful. Yeah, it, it would have been very painful. That's a horrible place. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Danielle Roberts technically gets away with everything because these women did this of their own free will and volition. Again, quote unquote, but... Yeah. That is what happened. And there's physical evidence to prove it. They're saying it. They're chanting it. Um, Dr. Porter resigned as a general practitioner at St. Peter's Hospital in Albany after the Times published a story depicting his acts. Currently, there are 54 DOS slaves. How many men are in this cult? Is it just that dude? So Nexium is an organization that exists uh, through the Executive Success Program. Not everyone involved in ESP or Nexium is this much. Some people just go for the life-altering stuff. You know, some people just go, take the courses, do that kind of stuff. Um, better their lives, lead better lives. But this is a sorority within Nexium. It's that, all girls. Yeah, this is all women. Oh. There isn't a and fraternity. And they're all devoted to Keith? Yeah. They're all devoted to Keith, yes. I, how... How can you just be 
like, look, I'm just here to feel a little bit better. I'm not really about the slavery, but it's fine. Like, how can you? They don't know about it. Yeah, it was very secretive. Okay, so the slavery was see, it was like within an inner circle. Like, it how do you get? Kind of yeah, like... this isn't like come for the seminar, stay for the slavery. Well, yeah, like <laughs> what? It's, it's like this? this. So like, you could go to a subway restaurant anywhere in the United States, but you didn't necessarily know that Jared from Subway was into kitty porn. <laughs> Shouldn't be laughing. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah, it really You're is. Welcome. Thank that is you. that is essentially what's going on. This is something that's found out now. This is not something that oh, is the, okay. Yeah. So this is like kind of like a secret thing that was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is secret. And the reason it's kept secret is because all of these women are giving pornography or financial details or stories of themselves to these people. How do that's they the get point of that. Kind of like entered into that class though, or chosen. Or they whatever. get recruiters by yeah. people inside by of the OS. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a couple different people involved in this. Um, Catherine Oxenberg. Catherine believes her daughter, India, 20 years old, is involved with the group. Uh, she met with the New York Attorney General, Eric Schneiderman, to, prevent, to present evidence. Initially, she introduced her daughter, India, to Nexium, thinking that it would bond them together because she thought it was just a self-help organization. Which, again, this is... The thing, people join this and they don't know that this stuff is going on and no not everyone goes down this weird rabbit hole that these that these people are going down. Um India has spent her inheritance on Nexium and has recruited her friends to join her. Bonnie Peace, a former Nexium member, said that India was starving herself and would fast to correct her behavior. Uh Oxenberg describes her daughter in her last visit was severely underweight and that India expressed that she had not had a period period. India had not had a period within a year and that all of her hair was falling out. What oh the my fuck? God. That scared the shit out of me. I thought it was a person. Oh no, I heard I, I heard can't him. See him. So I, he's, he's on the other side of the curtain. So. Oh. Fuck that scared the fuck out of me. God, and that all of her hair was falling out. Yeah. India went back to Albany and stood talking to her mother. What the fuck? Marie can't spell for shit. Um, she says at this point it is no longer voluntary because the women there are there because of coercion, extortion, and blackmail. Oh my God! They're basically so they're they really are slaves. Like yeah. they're yeah. self-named for, slaves, for but they are sex slaves for slaves. Keith. Yeah, Jesus this is Christ. This is entirely sex trafficking. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh that's my what this God. is. This is what women go out recruit new women. This is like the beginning of the plot of fucking Taken. Except yeah. Yeah. nobody here is Liam Neeson. They're like, well, hey, come out. You know, right now the government is Liam Neeson. That's so much scarier because they're not hiding a shitty British accent. Right. <laughs> I will find you. I have a unique set of skills. Uh, another person that's allegedly the second in command of Nexium is Allison Mack, who played Chloe Sullivan on Smallville. Aww. And could melt into a puddle of silver goo. <laughs> Just kidding. That was Alex Mack. Yeah. Uh,. It's reported that she has to find Rainier's sex partners, run 40 miles a week, and keep 
that strict 500 to 800 calories a day diet. Oh, how is she alive? Barely. If you watch interviews with her, she's just kind of like, if you look at inspiration, what? And it's like it's like she's struggling she's, to yeah. find the because words because she doesn't have the enough nutrition. Oh for yeah. yeah, she's blotto on Keith Dick. Oh, entirely. Oh God. A quote from I would s- want to swallow his cum just for the calories. <laughs> oh God. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, that's problematic. She was recruited and went on a weekend women's retreat ran by Nexium called Janus, which sounds like a pretty neat party for Jews. Uh, <laughs> Janus. A quote from Susan Dones, a former member, says, They love-bombed her all weekend, and then at the end of the weekend, a liquor heiress, who is also a huge part of Nexium, flew Allison on a private jet to Albany, New York, to meet Keith, who calls himself the Vanguard. All members, unless they have permission otherwise, must refer to him as this. Uh, except for me, because fuck you, your name is Keith, you fucking piece of shit. Is... Okay, is love bombing they just had sex with them? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. Love it, bombing is something that cults or really any kind of group does where they just kind of like... Shower they, praise on someone yes, to make them they feel give you all of the support that you don't have in your regular life. So they do that to make you feel good, and then when they withdraw that support, that's the only support you have. Much like a codependent relationship. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. By the way, Andrea... Shout out to my brother. Your hair... It looks so brilliant today. You you look very beautiful today. Oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, let's talk later. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and now she loves me. There you go. Uh, this is the part where you teared me down until I only trust you. Mondo, is We're going to brand you, but it's just a picture of a dick. <laughs> as long as it's not a veiny one. Oh, it's all vein. It's just <laughs> one big vein. I'm not even sure there's cum in it. Just blood. Oh, God. All that this vein. got really dark really fast. A lot of cum. A lot of cum in this episode. That's, yeah. You're yeah. not going to keep it all in, are you? <laughs> oh, gotta let it, it out. <laughs> no. All right. So, where are they now? Because this stuff is, uh, you know, popping off right now. Well, Allison Mack, who... Oh, I should mention this. Allison Mack was love-bombed and then joined... And we feel bad for her, yes. And obviously she's a victim in all of this, of course. But, brainwashing aside, she became one of the biggest recruiters for Keith. Having, I think it was somewhere near 40 women, maybe, under her? Out of 54. Yeah. Um, let me see. No, maybe not 40. But she definitely was one of the biggest recruiters, including... Having her initials added next to Keith's on the bodies of people that were being branded. This is somebody who fully, Stockholm Syndrome aside, fully embraced what was going on and became a master herself. Do you you think that actors and people that experience fame are more susceptible to love bombing because... Yes. Because, like, you get... Like, when you're famous for a little bit, you get that, like, love bomb, and then when it retreats and you're not popular, you need that again? Think of how many actors are Scientologists. Yeah. Think of how many actors were in this. Think of how many actors do the other cults that we can't talk about. So (laughs) many. And it is... That's one of the reasons. It is positive affirmations. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you're on a show like Smallville, 
no one gives a shit after it's done. You're small potatoes. In fact, I honestly, honest to God, I don't even watch Smallville. I never liked it, and I never got into it. The only reason I know who Allison Mack is is because she was uh, a reoccurring character in the show Wilfred, where she played uh, Elijah Wood's crazy ex-girlfriend. I've seen neither of those shows. I didn't grow up with the TV. I used to watch Smallville because I would fall asleep to the TV, and Smallville, Smallville was on right before Supernatural. So I would turn the channel on to whatever channel Supernatural was going to be. And I would fall asleep to that and then wake up to Supernatural. <laughs> because I don't know if you've watched Supernatural. Pretty damn good. Pretty great. Pretty great. It's like there's like 11 seasons. You can start at any time. It's yeah, and, all the same and show. It doesn't need to connect to anything. The overarching plots don't matter. Oh, <laughs> you never. Just, all you got to know is that any given season, one of them has been to hell and one of them's mad at the other one. Yeah. yeah every season. Know. Everyone. Is it like Charmed? That was my dad's favorite. See, show. I can I could never get into Charmed, but I get way into Supernatural. My dad really likes things that have horrible plots. One of his other favorite films is Mongolian Deathworms. Okay, sorry. I'm One done. of my favorite foods is Mongolian barbecue. Anyway, Gee, anyways, Allison Mack was just released on a five million dollar bond <gasps> to her parents. Correct. Yeah. Oh wait, what? Yeah. So they ransomed her, basically. The government, I guess. If you oh. want to say she was indicted on sex trafficking charges, uh, she allegedly tried to recruit other celebrities like Emma Watson and Kelly Clarkson. There's tweets to support this, by the way. There's There were a couple comics on Facebook the other day when she got arrested who posted the actual text messages they had from her. Yeah. <gasps> what? There was one in one of the this. Facebook groups I'm in. I will have to find it because I can't share it without their girl's permission. But it literally said it was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this women's group. And it was from Alice and Mac. I was just like, first of all, girl, how'd you know Alex and Mac? Secondly, and then there was just like, the reply was just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, that she just didn't get that one person. But it was so fascinating. Nexium, more like Next, um. Speaking of that show, yeah, I just watched a lot of it. I just watched so much of Next. She's anyway. afraid of bananas. Next, <laughs> uh, I have twelve toes, and I only sing show tunes. Keith Rainier was charged with multiple accounts of sex trafficking and forced labor. Labor, forced labor. The FBI New York Field Office Assistant Director in Charge, William F. Sweeney Jr. What a fucking title, by the way. He allegedly participated in horrifying acts of branding and burning them with the cooperation of other women operating within this unorthodox pyramid scheme. These serious crimes against humanity, not to be confused with cards against humanity, are not only shocking, but disconcerting to say the least, and we are putting an end to this torture today. Now, Keith claims to have no knowledge of this and isn't involved in this, and this is something that happened outside of the jurisdiction of Nexium. but here's the thing. Uh, that lady that we talked about, Sarah Edmondson, she recalls and I believe testifies too that um, while they were filming other women, Keith texted the phone that she was holding in her hand going, how are they taking it? So he's like implemented. There's text logs implementing him as knowing this is going on. Why? Here's the thing. He seems like the kind of person that is getting off on this subservience and this torture. So why would he he want to be present for it? Why would he only want to see the after effects? He doesn't. He's they're filming it. 
I think, and this is speculation. He he watches it and rewatches it. Oh yeah, this is definitely speculation. They got to do that. This is also something that they mentioned too. This was in Marie's research: is that if you're all of these women, by the way, are beautiful. All of these women are gorgeous, gorgeous women. And so some of these people, if there's already existing pictures of them in like skimpy outfits and you know going around, then the collateral they had to provide had to be extra raunchy. They don't necessarily need that. This is more of him. He's getting off on this. Yeah. This is all for him, basically. Um, Rainier was using age-old cult tactics of sleep deprivation, frozen showers, and sexual exploitation, along with brainwashing, starvation, and other shitty, shitty tactics, such as such as love bombing and then complete ignoring people and making women be monogamous to him but that men should have about 15 to 20 partners at any given time. So he's the ultimate fuckboy. Yes. And that's basically where we end. Keith Rainier, the ultimate (laughs) fuckboy. Fuck this guy. Fuck his whole thing. Judo chop him in the dick. Oh, yeah. God damn, man. It's, It's... As far as I know, there's a little bit of other research that I did that I'll probably provide an update on later because this is something going on now. As far as I found, Nancy um, Salzman, the mother of Lauren Salzman. Inherited all of his money. Yes, but we're pretty sure she's like dying of cancer. <gasps> oh. Yeah, so don't feel bad for that? her. Fuck her. She's a fucking piece she, of shit, she too. She helped brand food. But, it, I mean, like, at some point... When you're brainwashed to this idea, like this is his second in command. This no, is this the is woman the... who started the company with him. Yeah, so she's complicit. How can yeah, you... remember when I mentioned those things earlier that sounded a lot like brainwashing? They like combined how to many, make this. How many women do you think have died in their care that they've covered up? Um, the I mean, this like was... how easy is it to track that? Well, not very, especially if they weren't, if it didn't happen in the United States. I mean, this is one of the things they died of malnutrition or something or this was one of the reasons that we shelved the episode initially is because one of the people we talked to alluded that that might have been the case, (gasps) but there's no proof of that. Um, we can't, we don't have evidence of it. Yeah. No one has seen anything of it. It's, it hasn't been released as any of the charges. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things where it's like the person that talked to us, you know, he wasn't there necessarily. So, you know. Damn. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's possible nobody. It, it is, it is possible nobody. But I will say that the guy that uh, I talked about from the Frank report who is um, the former publicist, along with, you know, he was in communication with a lot of former slaves. He said, everything you know about Nexium is true. And there's stuff that is going to come out that is so, so much worse. And that's after the revelation of branding people. Yeah. So we will get... This is something that will become something that we learn about and we'll give updates on but more so this is a horrible 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 thing happening here in america in mexico in canada in this day and age this is happening like a week ago well and this is kind of like anytime we report on a cult that is current we do kind of have to update like i don't know if anybody's been watching the news but r kelly has been accused again so for the same crimes that we listed out in episode nine so but this one's within the statute of limitations. He might actually 
see a court date and maybe jail time, which would be great. God willing. But think of how many people. So, like, we know of women that are in this sex slave cult thing because they're someone's missing them. But think of all the people that no one's missing that could just be gone. I I will say most of the women in the DOS are heiresses or famous actresses. These are not unknown people. These are beautiful women who are known, loved, and have a lot of money to give. Yeah, because that's part of the reason they're there. Yeah. Is cults need money. It's so messed up. Also, just as like a quick little side thing, if they tried R. Kelly again, it would be the remix edition on a case of out pissing. Okay. <laughs> Cold. Oh. That's uh after indictments it's a- <laughs> No, do it, do it, do it. No, I had nothing past that. That's the thing. Um when we stop doing the alt white it kind of quickly becomes sad again. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got some real fun ones for the next couple of weeks, but yeah. Yeah. I also, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we have some stuff coming up for you that's going to be both fun and terrifying. Um, and please, just, if you know anyone that might be joining some dumb shit, just fucking, just give them a nice little slap to the face. Just one. Not- or, no, love bomb them in return. Because that's then just the thing. Don't stop love bombing them. Just love people. Yeah, because here's love the thing. everybody. Is a lot of times people <gasps> join cults because they're missing something. Oh yeah, definitely. Hold on. And sorry, guys. I gotta go. That's my ride. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> Uber Air. Uber Air. <laughs> Um, Uber oh, air, Uber every fucking air. Okay, I'm not a lot of times, what they're missing is contact and love, where yeah. they're feeling like they're missing out on some sort of human connection. Same with people with drugs, and it's really hard to just say to somebody, "Hey, stop hanging out with these people that love you. Love them instead. Like, yeah. reach out to them in love, and that is more powerful than criticism." Of course, yeah. Also, this is just a call to anyone listening that might be running any cults. If you fucking try and take Emma Watson from me, I swear to fucking God, I will Liam Neeson you, all right? You hear me? (laughs) And get some cool t-shirts. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Cool t-shirts are a must. (laughs) So, if after all of this, you want to follow me on social media... I am currently in Washington, in Seattle, uh, from today, May 7th, until May 12th, I believe. Um, And you can find show dates for that uh, on my Instagram and Twitter, at Mondo Does... At Mondo Does Stuff, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, all one word. Uh, I am at Paige Wesley on Twitter, at Rampage Wesley on Instagram... Uh, our next episodes will be with my family, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Hell Mondo yeah. and I are going to be roast battling on the 15th. Hell so yeah. come out to the comedy store if you want to see that. And then I'm opening for Ron Funches on the 26th. Hell Dope. yeah. Dope. If you guys want to come check me out, uh, my friend, my good friend, Paul V. Ganalan and I will be having our first oversharing show Thursday, May 10th at the Boomtown Brewery at 9 p.m. So come through. We have an amazing lineup. And then you can also catch me at 10 p.m. at the Sycamore Tavern 
for a women's only show, uh, we will all be wearing white. I swear it's not a cult. <laughs> but it's led by a guy who looks like he runs one. Definitely. Uh, so if you're in Los Angeles or the L.A. area, please come out. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, and... My episode with Paige Wesley for Andrea Loves Everybody for my own podcast will have dropped last week, so you can check that out. We talk about dating as a fat person. Hell yeah. So it's pretty dope. Uh, You can check it out. This week, I have my parents on, my mom and my stepdad talking about how they met and what a terrifying child I was. It's pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) She's fascinated with cows. We couldn't figure it out. It's part of my heritage. Uh, you know, her original name was Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow me uh, on all the social media at Sundress Comic or follow my podcast at Andrea Loves Everybody or at Andrea Loves Pod if you're on Twitter. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram at Cold Podcast. At Twitter at Cold Podcast Show. If you want to email us, shoot it over to Cold Podcast Show at gmail.com. And if you want to re- real mail, real mail us. Mail us actual stuff. Human heads, you name it. Uh, 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. Yeah. Do all of those things. Do it right now. You fucking, fucking, right now. If you send us stuff, we will open it on air. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, And I will react real time to it. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm really excited. I know what the first thing is, so I can't wait to see people's reactions. Oh, boy. So excited. All right. All right. So don't drink um, the sex slavery. Mm. Let's just go with Kool-Aid because I feel like Kool-Aid's applicable. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Don't. Don't drink it. Please don't. Bye. 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 Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't. Am I on a loop? Don't drink the Gatorade at a judo competition. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Anyway. All right. We're good.